0: his way down there that's why he is absent today and um, so we want to thank our title sponsor Dr. David Weber North Monroe Animal Hospital US 165 North in Monroe 318-345-4545 the best pet care anywhere on the planet Mr. Bobby Manning attorney at law tremendous North Louisiana based attorney specializing in criminal defense wrongful death personal injury don't delay call Bobby today 318 342 1411. Pie Works Pizza by Design. Go and see Jay and Company on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. And you can get us on the Washita Valley Credit Union's text line or hotline, 888 993 7762. How are you, this Mr. Fox, this morning?
1: I am doing fine. I just wanted to get a uh, yeah. Indeed, you're right. the The Baldwin will be calling these games um, down at Burton Col- the Lovely Burton Coliseum in, in Lake Charles, as Terry refers it to the uh, the mistake in the Gulf. Um, and it is is darn near in the in the Gulf. Uh, but I believe John, what's that tip off between Simsboro and Zawali? Is it nine or ten tomorrow morning?
2: I ten o'clock a.m.
1: tomorrow. 10 o'clock a.m. That's right, because I did hear a little bit of Josh, Josh Brown, the coach at Simsboro, interviewed earlier. And uh, it is an early wake-up call, but it's not something the, uh, the Tigers haven't dealt with. They, they played at 9 o'clock and beat a team out of Dallas. Uh, I want to say a 5 team earlier this year, which is uh, unbelievable. So, good luck. And Zwally, uh, great year as well. So, two very prominent teams in our area going for a state championship uh, at ten o'clock tomorrow morning, and you're right, uh, Terry Waltrip will be on the call,
0: and he does a fantastic job
1: as well. He does. I have to give the old the old guy credit. He is. Uh, he does a good job with that, and um, he enjoys it. He's already called the girls' championship, and so uh, that was in Alexandria Rapids, the newly remodeled Rapids Coliseum. Right. That's exactly
0: yeah. right. They're expected to do the same thing. Over in Shreveport, with um, it's Hirsch Coliseum. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to redo Hirsch Coliseum uh, at some point uh, and uh, get it up to up to snuff a little bit, so to speak. So, uh, w- want to get into speaking? Of course, Terry sometimes says that he's an analyst, not an analyst.
1: <laughs> <That's> apropos. <laughs> yeah, yes, we can yes, we can say. go with that. <laughs> I like that one better. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> say that, that is Spelled is. the
0: same, just pronounced differently. <laughs> yeah, makes, a little
1: uncomfortable, but right, exactly. It's same thing. Exactly. Makes the mm-hmm. makes
0: the whole thing uh, change uh, perspective just a little bit. A, a double entendre, I believe that's referred to. Yes, exactly. Yes. But uh, you know, one of the stories. I mean, we can, you know get into it a little bit. One of the big stories is, uh, even though I don't think it should be that big a story, but it just it just happens to be and that is the uh today is uh, after already having the departure of uh, Jamil Hill you've got the last show in sports center on ESPN of Michael Smith today uh and they're going to be basically doing away with that kind of format uh that they've had for it didn't even take it barely took a year i think it was 13 months um and uh, the thing that the thing that I don't like, you know, everything, as we talk all the time on this show, uh, our political correctness has gotten way, way out of control. And everything that somebody says, uh, most of the time it's not meant in a politically incorrect way, but because of the wording or the words in the wording, people take that slant. And that's the first place people go now is... Uh, that it's politically incorrect, and mm-hmm. uh, but this is one of those situations. The thing has been uh, because both Jamel Hill and Michael Smith are African American. Everything has been made up, you know, more of a racial, con- uh, you know, continence to the whole thing, and all of that. And I like the way that I heard yesterday in a, uh, on another talk show that not on uh, on a national talk show. That uh, th- this guy was just the guy that was talking about it, just was plain and simple. And it really is this cut and dry. You know, shows, regardless of who's hosting the show, what ethnicis- ethnicity they are, uh, whether they're male or female, none of that really matters. The bottom line for any kind of radio show, including this one, if this show didn't make money for the radio station, you wouldn't be listening to us this morning. And so if a if a show is not making money, whether it's TV or radio, then they're going to take it off. It's that simple. And regardless, again, regardless of who's hosting, what they're talking about, either, either it's successful or it's not. And that's the way I like this guy's uh, kind of analysis of the whole thing, is that the show just wasn't any good. It stunk. It was bad. It was bad from the very beginning. Uh, it never got any better. And, you know, it wasn't really, it was more social commentary, you know, when, than it was sports because they did make the mistake of sticking sports Center. you know, it was called sports Center 6 or SC6. Well, you know, when people tune in for sports Center. And then because SportsCenter has been around 30 years, and that's had its own niche and reputation, and when people tune in Jamie for SportsCenter, they just want to hear you know who won, who lost, who got traded, uh, you know what the latest vibe is on the draft, whatever draft is coming up, uh, you know who hit three home runs in a game, who pitched a no hitter, you know all of this kind of stuff, what manager or coach got fired. That's what people tune into SportsCenter for, and the format that they were trying to get across with with the SC6 thing did not connect with the public, and mm-hmm. so the show had ratings that were just dreadful. Uh, they were dreadful from the start, and then they got if if you can get worse from dreadful, uh, they were really really bad near the end, I mean, to where basically nobody was watching. And so they, you know, just got rid of it. It didn't have anything to do with who the commentators were or who the hosts were. The show was just terrible.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, what's sad about all this is ESPN had a wonderful blueprint, a, a wonderful footprint, if you will, a great marketing strategy in place. And for some reason that, that I can't figure out to today uh, why did you change it? And not only did it, you know, end up costing Jamel Hill and you know others, you know, their jobs. A lot of people were laid off behind the scenes, and they had a good, good, good thing going thirty years, as you uh, mentioned with Sports Center. And there was no need to go down that rabbit hole. I mean, there simply was not, unless you wanted to do what exactly they tried to do, which was to advance an agenda that did not resonate with the public and, and you said that, you know, obviously advertising and viewership and listeners are what draw, uh, or, you know, what move the needle and what people, you know, will listen to and what, or what they will not listen to. And they wanted to have strictly sports, as you said, give me the scores that, you know, most people go to bed. You know, there's a lot of scores on the West coast, uh, that come in while, while most of us are in bed, uh, particularly during, you know, football season, uh, most of us, you know, like to get those scores the next morning. Um, and then other things as well, um, you know, trades, as you indicated. I'll, heck, I'm one of these weirdos that, that watch the transaction wire. I want to know who was released, who was, uh, you know, which we'll get into some this afternoon about, you know, NFL free agency. Uh, major League, one of the fascinating, most favorite time of year for me uh, in the baseball, when summer baseball, is the trade deadline. And uh, I love to, to, to watch transactions in baseball and everything because it's important. I mean, I, and I can, you know, oh, I remember when he was in, in this organization or whatever. So believe it or not, I, and I think recruiting obviously is very important to a lot of people, uh, particularly in college. So those are the things that, and that's what ESPN was doing. They were, they had a good product. They had a solid blueprint. Uh, their, their name brand was unbelievable. And for some reason, they decided to go in a different direction and and, and get really into the weeds politically, and it did not resonate at all. And as a result, advertisers started pulling out, viewers stopped watching, Um, the ratings. You know, I I don't know what what they're called in radio. I've heard it before. I'm, I'm following John may have to help me, but anyway, they do every month. They find out you know how your ratings either spiked or went down. And, you know, ESPN knew what was going on and was like, I, I, I basically, not to be over melodramatic, but I, you know, it's like the Captain of the Titanic. Someone told you there's an iceberg dead ahead. Slow down. Turn. Turn. You know, and, and they wouldn't do it. They just kept doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And, uh, you know, the the thing, the people I feel sorry for are the people that lost their jobs. I mean, Hundreds of people at ESPN are no longer employed there that would have probably still been there had they just stayed within their blueprint, stayed within their marketing strategy. Am I wrong?
0: Well, if you, if you want a politically charged or social commentary show, call it that. You know, that's my biggest thing. Don't try to call something a sports center show which has the expectation of everything we've talked about you know scores, trades, all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's what we expect when we hear the word "sports center." Don't try to put one thing into a genre for something else and expect it to work. If you do, in fact, I mean, I don't have a problem with them putting shows on that are, you know, have social commentary mixed in with sports. But, but say that it, that. Say that's what it is. You know, if the show, don't call the show "sports center" or throw that word in there at all. Call it whatever it is, and then people know from the get-go that this is what they're supposed to expect—is this kind of uh, this kind of particular show that's going to have this particular slant or this particular genre. So that's kind of where you should go with that kind of thing. And uh, I just, uh, like I said, it really shouldn't be as big a story as it seems to be today because it's all over the place, but. Uh, I just I don't I don't get it. But thankfully, uh, that debacle is over. And uh, hopefully ESPN can go back to trying to get it right and go back to just reporting sports. I mean, that's, you know, that's what our listeners told us here in North Louisiana. uh, During all of this, you know, they didn't want to hear political stuff and, and during the protest business and all that during football. Uh, you know our listeners were loud and clear hey we just we listen to you guys to learn you know to want to hear about sports and 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 especially local stuff and that's so that's what we that's what we try to give them is relevant national stuff and then local stuff so you know that's we just meet and that's I met a listener yesterday and thanked him for listening and uh, he said I told him I said hey we don't have a show without you. His, his name was Chris. Exactly. And very, I, said, without you, I said, without you guys, we don't have a show. So, you know, we'll basically do whatever you guys want us to do. And that's what's important. We'll go ahead and take our first break here on The Edge. Don't forget, GB Cooley reminds you to support a worthwhile cause, and that is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie and I will be right back here on The Edge right after this.
3: Nobody else.
2: Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday 8 to 5 and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston.
4: I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital, specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me
3: like family.
0: Now we say thanks.
3: It's good to know we can count on Bobby.
1: I'm attorney Bobby
2: Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today.
4: Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411.
5: I am Jessica LaDue, member and employee for Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Ouachita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes.
1: better than ever out of net for making things better face. face cause your opinion don't matter it's a
4: meaning. it's gonna step on whoever.
0: the edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Is that what this is? Is it fun? <laughs> well, we're
1: going to try to do We're having fun, it baby.
0: Hard. We're having <laughs> fun here on the edge on this Friday. You know, it's gotten kind of a pattern. I don't know. Terry's kind of made a pattern of being out on Fridays. think he's just kind of taking it easy? Or I mean, I know where he's at, but just seems like uh when you and i have been together it's mostly it's mostly been on fridays guess that's maybe a teeny bit of a coincidence
1: but. well i think te- i think uh terry uh mark is 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 probably riding the crest of a mediocre career right now <laughs> and he's 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 doing the best he can to uh to, to shake things up a little bit right now so he probably admit that as well so he is uh but, no, he, he all can decide, if you do have an opportunity, particularly tomorrow at 10 o'clock when Simsboro plays uh, Zawali, tune in and, and watch uh, Terry do his thing. And uh, I, I give him a lot of grief, uh, but, and we all do, but Terry is, uh, is a dear friend of, of mine in particular and, and everyone's, and I'm very, you know, happy and proud to work with him every day. And I think he, he belongs back somewhere in college basketball. Um, I don't know when. I don't know how. I think if that is indeed his uh, his drive, because uh, I've seen him coach uh, just at the high school level this year, and uh, uh, th- the man's he's really good at what he does, and uh, that's a lot we can say. I wish I was a good at, at something, but Terry is a is a tremendous coach, and uh, really given time to get to know him, he's a tremendous person. So. Anyway, we're going to give him a lot. of. That doesn't mean we're going to uh, compliment him that much, though, Mark. That no, we don't want to get him to hand out compliments. Yeah, we, we don't, don't, don't want him to
0: get uh, get the big head. So, No, not uh, at all. Yeah. 888-993-7762 is our number. You can get us on the Ouachita Valley Credit Union text line or hotline. Another thing, uh, one thing I like to bring out a lot during this time of year, and I did it about a month ago near the end of football, but uh, – Text us or call us. Tell us what you're tired of in basketball. Whether it's NBA or, you know, March Madness is such a crazy uh, a ride for losers and winners as far as that goes. Alabama, you know, wins a game last night right at the end over Texas A&M by one point. Southern Miss in Conference USA beats Middle Tennessee, uh, mm. which was an incredible upset. And uh, so now... Actually, on the national show on the Real Sports Center, uh, they're actually talking about whether Middle Tennessee is going to be in or out as an at-large. At uh, I believe twenty-seven and four, I think is their record, something like that. So um, you have the have these uh, different situations. Uh, what are you tired of in basketball?
1: Well. You know, we'll get we'll get Joe Lenardi and, and his bunch. You know, oh, they need to, to yeah, and they
0: need to know. keep the angle on Joe Lenardi. They had him on like Facebook Live or something. He looked kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> they need to well, have more know. of a <laughs> planned camera angle uh, for <laughs> Joe Lenardi instead of showing him from his house sitting in a launch I mean, a in an easier office chair with <laughs> with a Facebook Live thing right op- up close in his face. So. <laughs>
1: Did Joe look like he just rolled out of bed? Is that kind of what it looked like or was it kind of frightening? Well, no, it was
0: just kinda of, it was just kind of frightening. Bad bad camera angle for old Joe. But right now, for me, um, of course we want to check all the boxes. You know, we have to do that first. We have to check all the boxes and make sure that everybody has met the criteria to be in or out of the NCA tournament. But now unfortunately and I I think everybody's going to be okay but you know the NBA as much as they struggle for ratings uh, during the regular season and I know the ratings go up a little during the playoffs not a lot but a little because the NBA playoffs last like seven months and everybody and his dog makes the playoffs but to have in in successive nights You have Anthony Davis and Steph Curry hurt their ankles in successive nights. Now, you know at the headquarters of the NBA that they've got to be cringing that two of their best players right now, two of their high-profile players, because I'm telling you, Anthony Davis has got to be, even more than LeBron, has got to be in serious, serious consideration for the league MVP this year. But he hurts his ankle, and Steph Curry hurts his ankle last night, and they've got got to actually be cringing that these guys might uh, their absence. If it's uh, doesn't look like it's going to be long term, but any kind of um, the the West, for example, Jamie is in such turmoil as far as how close everybody is. They want as exciting a finish in the West as possible to draw more people in to watch. But with these two guys out, it's very conceivable with around 20, 18 to twenty games left, depending on who's played what, that some of these guys could miss half the rest of the games, depending on how severe their injury is. And you know that's not gonna be that can't be good for the NBA.
1: No, it's not, and neither was, was Boogie Cousins, you know, Achilles injury. And I mean some of this, uh I don't know, depending on What doctors you want to opinion you want to take on this that Boogie Cousins injury was was perhaps precipitated by fatigue, and you're talking about I mean if you want to ask uh, an answer to your question what what are you tired of what are you you know sick of seeing, and it's it's too much of everything and and we love sports here and that's our thing but an 82 game schedule. 80, think about that, Mark, 82 basketball games, then throw in the preseason, which I don't know, maybe 20 games there, then the postseason, which goes on Forever. I mean, there's basically only a, a, a two-month downtime in the NBA between the end of a season and the championship and the restart of the next season. And, you know, I say the same thing, though, to make this uh, equal – I say there's too many baseball regular season games. I would reduce that from 162 down to about 130. I would reduce uh, the NFL season from 16 down to 14. Oh,
0: they want to take it to 18.
1: And they want to take it to 18, which I don't think is the right thing to do. Plus, you've got preseason. That needs to be knocked down to three games instead of four. Uh, Major League Baseball doesn't need 30, pre, you know, uh, I would say 20, 25 there. Baseball probably needs a little more exhibition games than the rest of those two but again uh, you start even in I don't understand I mean even here locally let's just take for example you know our local universities I mean there is so much competition for the entertainment dollar okay so you know how many times have we heard about our local schools not being able to to attract people and a lot of it is simply you know we get callers and thankfully we do. People let us know their thoughts as to why they can't. They've got, you know, little Johnny is playing in his baseball game. There's there's things going on, right? I don't understand it because when I was growing up, it was like I never – I have been a bunch of buddies all look forward to ULM basketball games. And we made it a point. That was a, a focal point to our week. Same thing with Monday night football. Same thing with – there was – I don't recall all the competition – for our attention time, nor our parents, right, and that's to, you know. right,
0: and that's very true, Jamie. Because uh, people ask me, of course, at my business. I also have a baseball, you know, baseball card, sports card area in my in my business in Ruston, and I have people ask me all the time uh, about the baseball card market, and mm-hmm. you know how popular it still is. I have parents ask me, you know, those kind of questions all the time, and and the biggest thing is the decline in the collect in baseball card collecting, especially over the last ten years or so, is the fact that the, the same principle that what you're talking about with viewership, and that is that there's so much pulling at young people because you know the ball you still got adults that you know uh, old fodies fogies like me that still collect cards and stuff from the fifties and sixties and seventies, but uh, new collectors getting into the hobby. They have so much pulling at their entertainment dollar, electronics, PlayStations, Xbox, you know, yeah, telephones. Uh, there's so much pulling at their dollar now that you know, buying a baseball and and two, it's not electronic. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball cards now are considered boring because you know the young feet young f- kids now have been conditioned by our electronic society that everything has to happen just like that, you know, snap of the fingers.
2: I'm a generation younger than the both of you, but I grew up collecting cards. And, yes, we collected them, but what we also used them for also was an information tool. We, mm-hmm. let it, we read the back of the cards. Yeah. We knew the stats. Right. That's how we kept up with what players did over their career, where they had been playing, who they were, and kind of there's star evaluation amongst other players. And now you can, you can just push a button on a phone and pull up the same thing that you would have to read the back of a card for. So now that thirst of knowledge that we got from cards is delivered in an easier, more technologically advanced format. So you know, why, why keep a bunch of cards laying around when I can just look at a telephone?
0: Yeah, and you know, it's like uh, I mentioned something to uh, a college student even not too long ago, and I said something about looking in a world book encyclopedia. Well, they looked at me. Yeah, they looked at me like I was from Mars. They had no idea what in the world, because that's where we used to get to John's point. That's where we used to get our information. You know, if you wanted to look something up, you went to the world. Everybody had a nice, you know, clean volume of world book encyclopedias in their house. And, uh, that's how you looked up stuff was that it was in a world book encyclopedia when you wanted to look something up and that's how you got information and you had to read it and look it up and, and go to the book. And, and that was nice, but all of those kind of things, our whole society has changed to where some of these things, as you said, Jamie, are not, um, as popular simply because of our electronic age. And um, it's unfortunate for card collecting, for example, because it used to be where it was a, a lot of it was uh, used to go to the card shows and you'd see fathers and sons together going to these card shows and looking at cards and sitting down at a table and opening packs and, you know, different things like that. And it was kind of a bonding, uh, it was kind of a bonding thing for uh, a father and a son to, to be able to share a hobby like that together and I, I kind of miss that being there and sorry that it's starting to kind of fall by the wayside a little bit but um, anyway let us know what you're tired of here during basketball and uh, can even be commentators it doesn't matter you can be tired of us if you want to just let us know 888-993-7762 that is the Ouachita Valley Credit Union also Pamper the special people in your life, send them to Spa Nouvelle or get them a gift certificate. That's even better. Spa Nouvelle's on Lammy Lane in Monroe. 807 1060 is Spa Nouvelle. Jamie and I will be right back on the edge.
2: Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge brings huge discounts so you can make a great deal on your new Ram Truck with $14,000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 1500 Longhorn. Or get $13,000 off on 17 Ram 1500 Laramie. Or get $11,000 off on 18 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn. Or get 10000 off on 18 Ram 3500 Crew. Or get an 18-1500 Quad Cab for only twenty Don't miss Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge in Ruston.
0: Real good, real fish. some call them mud bugs some call them crawdaddies Readers of delta style called catfish charlie's the best crawfish are in season and on the tray at catfish charlie's on louisville avenue near office depot and on 165 north across from brookshire's
1: Hey folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. If you missed us at the Boat Show, the time is now to get incredible deals on Phoenix fast boats, low fishing boats, and pontoons, all powered by Mercury
2: motors. Past and present military and their immediate family will also receive additional discounts up to twelve hundred and
1: fifty dollars on low boats. Two thousand eighteen models are on the floor, and only a couple two thousand seventeen models remain at blowout prices. If your boat needs a tune-up, stop by our six thousand square foot service department. We'll have you back on the water in no time. Come see us in Ruston or follow us on Facebook for these great deals.
4: Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644.
0: If remodeling your bathroom is on your to-do list, Glassworks of West Monroe makes it easy and affordable. Glassworks specializes in beautiful shower doors and custom mirrors for a -a one-of-a-kind look. From gorgeous custom mirrors in any size to framed or frameless shower doors with coordinating hardware, you'll be amazed at the transformation and the affordable price. For example, search Facebook for Glassworks of West Monroe, LLC. Glassworks, making your bathroom new again. How does it feel? You're officially living on The Edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge. Mark Kramer and Jamie Foxx here with you today. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Give us a quick history of where you played and coached. That's from Buddy. Uh, Went to Harding University. uh, Finished my uh, high school without boring everybody. I'll go through this quick. Um, My father was in the military. Ended up my sophomore year in high school uh, up in the the Little Rock area. And at that time, the kids around the base went to Jacksonville High School, a 5A school up up there around um, north of Little Rock. And finished high school there, and went on and played baseball at Harding University, uh, right up there. That's well, about thirty-five or forty miles away from um, from Jacksonville, in uh, North Central Arkansas. Great university to go to, and um, loved my time there. And I was a two-sport <coughs> athlete there. Had I was on the bowling team. Everybody, when I say that, to Jamie, everybody goes, "What <laughs> bowling? You Are you kidding me?" <laughs>
1: Hey, it paid the bills, didn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, it did, it did pay the bills uh, because um, we, uh, we were really, really – men's bowling in college then was really a big deal. I mean, I actually bowled with guys that ended up on the Pro Bowlers Tour, on the PBA Tour, a couple of guys. You know, one guy, Jeff Ballinger, bowled for uh, University of South Carolina. And uh, we ended up going to uh, – in those days, again, a quick synopsis of all of that – there were They did regions. They don't do it like the women's bowling does it now by rankings and all of that. They had regions. You were in a conference. We were in a conference, actually, uh, bowled at Louisiana Tech and at uh, ULM, or then Northeast Louisiana. They had bowl, men's bowling teams, and wow. um, they were in our conference. It was called the SIBC, Southern Intercollegiate Bowling Conference, and we bowled uh, – the uh, ULM had a bowling alley then so and tech had the kennel you know down under the bookstore and uh, so we bowled you know I didn't it was funny that I ended up living in this area uh, because that was in the mid you know mid to late 70s and so we did bowl down here in Monroe and in Ruston uh, against and and especially tech they had a pretty good bowling team they had some pretty good bowlers uh, on their team but uh, anyway um ended up uh We ended up going to the nationals. There were 10 regions in those days. And uh, the NAIA uh, champion, because they had bowling as well, which is what we were in, and the junior college champion automatically got a bid. There were 12 teams total and then the 10 regional winners. And we were in a region in Memphis and um, ended up beating old USL, now, University of Louisiana at Lafayette, uh, we beat them in the uh, finals of the regional to go to the nationals. And this was in 1978, and we bowled at the uh, in the NCAA nationals at uh, Red Carpet, the Red Carpet Bowling Center in Milwaukee, and we ended mm. up become, we ended up coming in Little Harding University. We were bowling against Arizona State and San Jose State and. University of Minnesota and South Carolina and all these huge schools. And uh, we finished fifth in the nation out of the 12 teams. We finished fifth in the country. So we were very proud of proud of that accomplishment. And
1: Absolutely. Then, well, Mark, I've always said that, uh, you know, a couple of, ca- couple of things there. You, you throw the records out when Harding and Arizona State get together in bowling, don't you? You really do. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you, you throw the, throw records, the records out. Records. Yeah, you the intimidation the factor. Uh, the yeah, intimidation
0: factor it, goes out the window.
1: Yeah, and I never knew this little this about you, this biographical fact about you, that you were actually, uh, some of your greatest feats were took place, and I think appropriately, in a place called the Kennel uh, in bowling as opposed to the pitcher's mound. But, but you're also, you're leaving a little bit, you actually, in, c- in case you're wondering, Mark is actually uh, a Yankee. He, he spent a lot of time in Maryland. You grew up sometimes in Maryland yes, and uh, a couple other places. You moved around
0: a lot. Before right, we you moved Sutherland around a lot. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved uh, my sophomore year in high school in the middle of my sophomore year. I moved from Washington, D.C. area. Uh, we were there six years, actually, the most we lived anywhere. I went to eight schools in 12 years, and so uh, that was kind of a, a rough life as a kid to move that much. You were always the new kid in school and and everything, and then as far as, uh, but that was tough, but yes, I really loved my time in Washington, D.C. In fact, we have a lot of my uh, buddies, my old catcher uh, from junior high and high school listens to the show. He works for the state of Maryland, still lives in the Baltimore area, and he listens to the show uh, quite often, so there's always somebody from the Maryland area tuning in to either this show or the sports company in the afternoon, and then as far as coaching is concerned, um my first job was in Indianapolis. I coached in Indianapolis a couple of years and um then my best friend in high school in Arkansas was Steve Buckaloo. And Steve at the time was coaching down in Winfield and um at the time we wanted to move, had my son was born, wanted to move back closer where my parents were still in Little Rock at the time. So ended up coming down here and um, Ended up uh, down in Winfield and was down there one year in Wynn Parish and then came up to Duboc, uh here in Lincoln Parish and was there uh, as the head coach for f- like four years. And then I ended up going to Texas for a year after that uh, because of some health issues with my family and different things. And uh, then I got that's when I got out was after that and got out and started my private business with a partner. And been doing that ever since. So I so we can so blame I coached Steve in Louisiana. Bucklew. Coached in Louisiana, Texas, and in Indiana.
1: So what you're telling us, Mark, is we the person we can blame for bringing you down here is Steve Buckley, Is that yes, exactly. that's pretty much who we need to direct all all narratives and in diatribes to him because yes. and he's Steve the one responsible for bringing was, you down from Indianapolis.
0: Right. And Steve is a former assistant. He was on Jerry Lloyd's yes, staff at um, Louisiana at Tech. Tech and after that staff uh, left Louisiana Tech, he got a job as the head basketball coach down at Pearland High School outside of Houston, a big 6A school down there, and Steve is still there after all these years, and is now, you know, in the past few years, has been the athletic director there at Pearland, and still the basketball coach, and he's also moved it moved up to the point where he and you can imagine how many basketball coaches there are in the state of texas with all the schools they have he's the vice president of the texas basketball coaches association so uh Mm -hmm. congratulate i still stay in contact with steve and him and i were the backcourt in high school in basketball and so we were he was also the son of a military uh, dad so he had just moved in like i had we kind of moved in at the same time and you know, you kind of cling to people when you're a military kid and you're moving so much. When you can find another military kid in a school, if you're not going to a base school that's all actually on the air base, uh, you kind of cling to people that kind of have the same like uh, things as you do. And so that's kind of how Steve and I, once we played basketball, we kind of became friends that way. So. Um, hope I didn't bore you with that, buddy. I appreciate the. appreciate. <laughs> where are the, they
1: now? This is this Where Are You Now saying yeah, brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Appreciate the, the question. I hope I didn't go too long with that. But uh, let's go to he's going to break this up and get us back to reality. I'm sure he wants to talk about the Tar Heels, and that's Bama Jim. Welcome in, sir. Good morning.
3: <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, man. How y'all doing?
0: Good.
1: Hey, Jim.
3: Uh, hey, Puff. Actually, I want to talk about something T- Tabor said about reading the back of a card. Uh, probably, I own a good many books, believe it or not, but probably my favorite book is the Baseball Encyclopedia. I mm. mean, it's just anything you want. Of course, it's an older one now. I don't have the new guys in it, but up to about 95, it'll tell you anything you want to know about a baseball player. And one of the things that caught my eye was old oh, Moonlight Graham is actually in there. You know, the Field of Dreams.
0: Yes, hmm. Bert Lancaster's Moonlight, character.
3: Yeah, Moonlight Graham, and he actually never went to bat. He only played like one inning or two. It wasn't long, but he's in the base in of baseball, and I thought that was strange. But every player that's ever played up to that time is in there, including the Negro leagues, the uh, the old women's baseball league. It's it, I mean it's a treasure. You can just I've looked at it a zillion times when you know just for the heck of it kind of looked for the people from louisiana in there and they got a good many of them that's in there i think Mel lot was from louisiana really if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah i think he was Mel lot uh um, yeah it's just
1: great. lou lou brock i believe was born or lived for some period of time in marouche yeah, uh, I mean, out north of Astrup, Yeah, I think Lou Brock was from this neck of the woods as well. It's amazing uh,
3: how many people are in, even way back then. There's even a Wade. I forget his first name. He's from Shooter. He's in there. Yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And that's you know, like I just thought I'd chime in. Yeah, I'm ready for the heels. They play Duke tonight.
1: I bet you are ready for that one.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're in the semifinals. They play Duke, and I think Clemson plays Virginia. That's correct. And, but Virginia's tough, man. They're going to be hard to anybody to beat them. They, I don't know where they found that defense. I guess the old guy from Arkansas sent him a letter to 30 minutes of hell. Uh,
0: but, Jim, uh, real quick, let me interrupt you for just a second. Of course, F.S. is a walking encyclopedia. You don't need to read an encyclopedia. All you yeah, do is listen is to F.S. He chimes in and says, Mel Ott was from New Orleans.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, F.S. is my buddy now. He knows a lot of things. I appreciate his help.
0: We've accused but him yeah. before of sitting sitting on the computer and looking at the Internet and then coming and telling us, <laughs> <laughs> which we know actually, is not I true. Read
3: but... mine at, I actually look at mine in a book. I, the print word I love. Uh, I do. I, I'm one of the few people that still read a newspaper every day. You know, I, I'm That's not going to ever give it up. But thanks. anyway. Thanks, thanks, buddy.
0: Thanks for the show, guy. No problem. Bye-bye. We'll go ahead and take our final break as we wrap up The Edge here on a Friday. When we return, again, want to uh, tell you to go pamper your special person in your life at Spa Nouvelle 807-1060. Back with the final segment for the week of The Edge right after this.
2: Hi, I'm Greg Tilley in Bossier City. You have got to check out our four-bedroom, three-bath, finished sheetrock double-wide. Same quality you see in a site built home, but can be bought for only $38 a square foot. Wow, $38 a
1: square foot for a new home? See it today at Greg Tilley's in Bossier City. Car Pros North in West Monroe is your buying center for North Louisiana and South Arkansas. Bring them your trade today and get top dollar for it. If you have a car, truck, or SUV you want to sell outright, from a $5,000 car to a $30,000 truck, Nobody's going to give you more than Car Pros North. Just call 699-1995 or come by Car Pros North,
4: 601 Cypress Street, West Monroe, Louisiana. Find Car Pros North on Facebook and online at carprosnorth.com. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Not re-signing Kirk Cousins. I have no problem
1: with that. Alex Smith had the likes of Travis Kelsey, the tight end who was becoming an elite tight end. He had in the backfield Kareem Hunt. I think he rushed for like in excess of 1,300 yards, so that took some of the pressure off of Alex Smith. He had as a wide receiver Tyreek Hill, who had an absolutely phenomenal season last year. Alex Smith had some weapons. Alex
4: Smith coming to Washington, he has nothing to work with. From the Press Box to Press Row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's From the Press Box to Press Row each week on your favorite station. Listen to From the Press Box to Press Row every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. right here on Sports Talk 97.
5: If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Yeah. we living on the
4: edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop.
0: Welcome back to the final segment of The Edge. Mark Kramer and Jamie Foxx here. We have a question on the text line that uh, we'd like to cover and tell everybody because we do have many interested parties Here in the area, A.J. asked, is the Simsboro championship game going to be on the radio? And you said, A.J., today, uh, the game is not today. It's tomorrow morning. And, yes, the game will be carried by our sister station, the Peach, 99.3. The pregame will come on about 9.45, and the game is scheduled for 10 o'clock. That's tomorrow morning. So, Simsboro championship game, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning on the peach, 99.3. So, everybody, if you can't go down there, tune in to the peach in the morning and you'll be able to listen to the entire ball game as Simsboro goes for a championship. So, thanks, uh, AJ, for that question. And you can get us on the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union hotline or text line 888 993 7762. You know, if there's not, uh, Jamie, as we finish up today, if there's not a, um, I don't know, a, a, I'll say instead of poster child, I'll say poster incidents
2: mm-hmm.
0: for the NFL and the meat market that the NFL is. And what some of the, and I know we don't feel sorry for the players, you know, that make millions and millions of dollars and all of that, but, just to give you an example that it is truly a business and that it is regardless of your reputation, you know, can you still fill the bill for us Uh, regardless of what you've done before the Seattle Seahawks. Now, of course I wasn't broken up that they (coughs) traded Michael Bennett, the big fraud, uh, but they traded him to the Eagles and welcome to the Eagles but uh, you know, pretty much considered that Richard Sherman considered the best, one of the best defensive players and best corners, or the best corner in the league for what last four or five years, could be released today. Now he is coming off an Achilles injury, so you know that does make a little bit of a difference. But he's getting it's the widely reported that he's going to be released today by the Seahawks so now the Seahawks just in almost less than a week have gotten rid of three of their main mainstay defensive players that they've had for the last four or five years that has made that defense what it was and so uh, that just shows you that it's strictly a hey what have you done for me lately.
1: Yeah, it is, and I like your, you know, those those players that you mentioned were once affectionately referred to as the Legion of Boom, uh, Bennett, uh, Jeremy Lane, I think another defensive yes. back, uh, Cam Chancellor, uh, Richard Sherman. You mentioned, of course, Jimmy Graham on the offensive side of the ball is probably going to be let go. Uh, we addressed this a little bit earlier, Mark, uh, this week, and that uh, Pete Carroll, you know, known. Uh, you know, his former coach at USC, known as a, as a players' coach, so to speak.
0: That just means he and lets them do what they want.
1: Right. That's and a one I phrase.
0: Th- you know, I I usually yeah. throw out there. What phrases do you hate in sports? Besides, mm-hmm. check all the boxes. That's one of the ones I hate. As a former coach, is oh man, that guy's a players' coach. You know, that's bull. All they all that means is that the players like him because he lets them do whatever they want. That's what that phrase. That's the the hidden meaning behind that phrase that somebody's a player's coach.
1: Yeah, and I think it finally came back to bite him and the organization. I think you're exactly right because, uh, you know, Lord, I don't want to use any phrase because it'll be misconstrued, but I think it's a situation where maybe let's use another phrase, lost control of the locker room um, or whatever. Um, It's a situation where they're having to do a rebuild there. And to your point, I I think everyone, and we'll get into that this afternoon, um, uh, on the sports company, is that you know everyone now, um, due to the salary cap situations and in the course of the draft and and so forth, everyone's expendable, and your, you know, most players' uh, views of themselves. I see even very interestingly enough Tyron Matthew there in, in Arizona. May be released as well at only twenty-five years old because he's not willing to take a cut and pay. Um, you can probably stay within an organization um, as long as you want if you're willing to, you know, work with management as far as what they think your value has. But obviously, it's a very short career.
0: How do you and- feel about? I'm going to stop right there for a second. How, what's your opinion? I've always had a certain opinion about this. I would much rather see. You mentioned performance. I would much rather see these guys get paid in all the sports based on their performance. Now, I know agents are out there to make as much money for their clients and you know contracts and all of that, but you're seeing a backlash, and the reason I bring this up, you're seeing a backlash in baseball for not having a salary cap, which the players in baseball will never vote for, and that is... They keep talking about oh all these star players you get Carlos Gonzalez and Arietta and some of these other guys that are that are good veterans that have been all stars and stuff and Mustakas from from the the Royals and they were halfway into spring training and nobody had signed them because they wouldn't they were asking for these outlandish uh, five six seven year contracts for a hundred and forty million dollars and all of this kind of thing. All three of those guys – well, now I don't think has signed yet, but Moustakas and Gonzalez both have signed one-year contracts. One-year contracts, which means, hey, you know, if you don't do it this year, we may not ask you back next year. How do you feel about incentive-laden contracts where, you know, if a guy doesn't perform, then he's got to take a little cut and pay? I mean, they used to cut veterans' pays all the time – uh, in football and baseball, especially, uh, back in the fifties and sixties.
1: Well, it's not unlike what we talked about earlier. I mean, even with these, uh, organizations, there's only so many disposable dollars out there. I mean, you're still, you know, think about it, Mark, you're not just paying the players. You have to pay front office people and concession. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of money that has to be doled out. And yes, these guys get paid a lot of money, but you know what happens if you're you are Arietta and you know your production has dipped a little bit over the net, which is understandable. I mean, no one is always going to be at their peak performance every year. But let's say you invest an incentive-laden contract, uh, or even one that's uh, guaranteed a lot of money up front, and and your your arm goes out on you, or you you know you're injured for the entire year, and the and the club's on the on the hook for you know $20, $30, $40 million 30 40000000 dollars. Uh, for for a player that didn't didn't even see the field that year, or maybe saw it for half less than half the season, uh, I don't. Who did Mustaka sign with? That one, he
0: that one, that's one, what I'm saying. They he re-signed with signed. City? They re-signed with their original team, no, because nobody yeah. would sign them to multi-year contracts uh, at the age that they're at for the kind of money that they wanted. So uh, I think Mustaka signed for one year for oh, a paltry fourteen or fifteen million. And I think Mm -hmm. Gonzalez was around 10 or 11 with the Rockies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just a one year contract uh, for way less money uh, because he had turned down Mostakis, just to give you an example of some of the arrogance that I'm talking about, had turned down a hundred, I think it was a $130 million contract with the Royals that they offered last fall after the season was over. He turned it down. And wow. now he's coming back to the Royals with his hat in his hand and having to sign a one-year deal. So, you know, these guys, in, especially in baseball, are going to have to start reevaluating uh, and telling their agents, you know, hey, we've got to reevaluate, you know, what we're looking at here because people just aren't going to sign them, uh, especially if they're past 30 because now these metrics say that once a guy passes 30 that their uh, performance, of course, non-steroids, their performance goes down starting at age thirty.
1: Well, I'll I'll vouch for that. I can certainly say my my uh, performance went down a lot after age thirty. I'll say that. But uh, in, oh, we're talking about baseball. Yeah, yes, uh, Mark. I mean, exactly. I mean, Hosner. I think signed that gargantuan deal with uh, was it I believe San Francisco or or San Diego. Excuse me. And so he was one of the royal centerpieces that uh managed to cash in and he got all bent out of shape saying, you know, why isn't Mustakas and those Well, to your point, uh you know, the this the owners and the organizations have drawn a line in the sand saying, you know, enough is en- whatever you think your value is, we don't think it is. And, you know, you didn't produce